Hey everybody, welcome to Keep Talking Podcasts, fitness, health, and mindset series. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, fitness coach and nutrition nerd, and I love talking about this stuff, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy talking about it. Enjoy the episode. Guys, people will not shut up about ashwagandha. I, I keep hearing about ashwagandha, and like seriously, they're talking about it for everything. They're like, yeah, you have stress and anxiety? Ashwagandha. Yeah, want to build more muscle? Ashwagandha. Yeah, you want to uh, increase your testosterone and libido and sex drive and all that? Ashwagandha. Get run over by a car? Ashwagandha. I don't know. Ashwa, just take freaking ashwagandha, okay? It's like Robitussin was back in the however long. I think there's a comedian that had a joke about that. You got any problem whatsoever? Robitussin. Like, which comedian was it that did that? I don't know. But anyway, I keep hearing about this ashwagandha, and the worst part about it is I can't spell it. It took me forever to try to spell it correctly, get in, in the title of this episode. But anyway, so ashwagandha. I've been hearing about this so much because I'm someone who participates a lot and studies a lot the fields of health, fitness, etc. And I don't really like supplements and stuff, you know? Like, the only supplement that I take basically daily is creatine. I take vitamin D in the winter as well. Um, but creatine monohydrate just because of the muscle and strength building benefits and for the cognitive benefits. And there's basically no side effects from it. And it's pretty cheap to take daily. Um, it's very healthy. Um, creatine, I've talked about it before, and that's the only supplement that I take basically every day. Now, people keep talking to me about ashwagandha. I got everyone from my friends to my people I listen to on podcasts to my parents are telling me to take ashwagandha. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys don't know anything about any of this stuff, and now you're telling me to take ashwagandha too. <laughs> uh, anyway, and so I'm like, like, all right, let me look into this a little bit more, but because uh, I keep hearing about it, and it's, it's, I hear the same things that I always hear about creatine. Is It's like, oh yeah, it's basically just beneficial. There's no side effects. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, all right, let me look into it. Because the thing is, like, I've, I've said this before on this podcast, like, supplements in general are like less than 10%, less than 5%, honestly, of our health and fitness, okay? 90 to 95% plus of the battle is are you sleeping good? Are you eating pretty good? And are you moving your body or exercising in some way, shape, or form, okay? Sleep, nutrition, and movement. These are easily the most important things. These are the big rocks that we talk about. This is why I don't like to get that much into supplements because if we don't have those first three things, those three big rocks taken care of, sleep, nutrition, and movement, we could do all the supplements, the creatine, ashwagandha, and I don't know, freaking know what else, fish oils, blah, 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 in the world, but we're not going to be in that good of health or fitness if we're not sleeping, eating, and moving fairly well. All right? So, ashwagandha. Here we are again. It's funny because I keep I keep hearing about it, and it's like they say it's an adaptogen, an adaptogen. It makes your body more able to adapt to different things. It almost seems like it works the same way a steroid works, right? Like it's they're telling me that it your your body adapts better to things like stress, etc. When you take ashwagandha, they seem like a steroid. They say, well, the steroid, okay, what it does is an anabolic steroid essentially makes your body able to recover better from the exercise. Makes, I mean, it, okay, adaptogen versus recovery, yeah, probably not the same exact thing, but you get the point. It seems like it's almost like the same effect an anabolic steroid would have on you. You're better able to adapt slash recover to something. Um, and they, they say like ashwagandha, I shouldn't have even brought in steroids, but I did, whatever, it happened. Um, they say that ashwagandha is, uh, it, it makes you better at like adapting to everything. Like they, they say there's so many benefits that like your body adapts better to stress, that you can build more muscle, that you can do all this stuff, it helps you adapt in every way possible. 
Um, and <laughs> like it's just gotten me to the point. I'm like, all right, all right. What is this like magic herb that they have in a pill form now? Like, what, 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 is, what is this thing that everyone keeps talking about? And the funny thing is, like, when you Google it, the first thing I see on Google. There's like a whole bunch of like sales stuff. Like buy ashwagandha here. This ashwagandha, ashwagandha. Like wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, don't give me like promotions and stuff. I Google the word ashwagandha. I want the facts, okay? I want the facts about ashwagandha before I want the how to get a deal for ashwagandha, okay? So, um, and I also want to learn how to properly spell ashwagandha, which I think I got now. There's the extra A at the end before the, no, the extra H at the end before the A. Ashwagandha. Ha! All right. So, just to go through some of the basic facts, this is just directly from Healthline.com. They actually had a pretty good article called Nine Proven Health Benefits of Ashwagandha, um, which I'll kind of go through in a minute. But so the, the kind of the definition of it is ashwagandha is one of the most important herbs in Ayurveda, which is a traditional form of alternative medicine based on Indian principles of natural healing. People have used ashwagandha for thousands of years to relieve stress, increase energy levels, and improve concentration. Now, I've heard a lot about Ayurveda, Ayurvedic medicine, Ayurvedic eating, and I don't, I'm not an expert in it at all, but I'm a big believer in some of these Eastern practices just because I think that we have been doing things not in the best way in West Western medicine for however many years, right? There's a reason that our society, in spite of having all this money invested in our health and hospitals, we're just not that healthy overall. So, um, yeah, this is great. You know, it's yeah, one of the most important herbs used in Ayurveda. All right. Um, you know, let's see. So it's Sanskrit for the smell of the horse. Okay, yeah, we don't need to worry about the the herbs scent. And then I go to WebMD. It seems like WebMD has like a, a not as favorable opinion of it. I don't know. Ashwagandha is an evergreen shrub that grows in Asia and Africa. It is commonly used for stress. There is little evidence for its use as an adaptogen. See, this is the thing. They'll say there's like little evidence. There's Maybe this means there's like little clinical evidence or whatever. They haven't done enough trials on rats or whatever they do to, to find any clinical evidence. But the fact that it has been used for thousands of years in a lot of these cultures probably says something, right? So it talks about how ashwagandha contains chemicals that might help might might help calm the brain, reduce swelling, lower blood pressure, and alter the immune system. Now, um, and I'll go into more of the science at the end as we understand it. There was actually a really good article that talks about that as well. Um, but the WebMD article kind of talked more about like, you know, the possible issues with it. And obviously, whenever we read any of these articles... You know, they're being overly cautious on the possible side effects. But, I mean, it talks about how long-term use could cause things like upset stomach, you know, uh, diarrhea, possibly, possibly like liver problems really in the long term. I don't think there's a lot of evidence for that. Potential concerns for people undergoing surgery or with autoimmune disorders, blah, 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 shouldn't use when you're pregnant, okay. Um, it's funny, too, like how me, even though I'm one who doesn't really bother believing much of what the traditional medical systems and these sites like WebMD say sometimes, I'm just more like, ah, okay, I, I believe more of like the... Well, I'm more of a believer, actually, in some of these like Ayurvedic practices, these Eastern practices, rather than the Western WebMD stuff but it is funny how you can just be easily swayed like as i read through this webmd article i'm like whoa 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 whoa! this sounds bad don't have it if you're pregnant don't have it if you're getting surgery don't have it if you have any autoimmune issue don't have it if you might have a thyroid whoa 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 but um so yeah it's just it's easily to have our opinions swayed when we read something um with that being said though like i said my opinion on ashwagandha now has finally gotten to the point like i don't think i'm going to take it really I, I i don't think i'm at a point yet where i want to take it just because i don't see like a benefit like when i read through right i don't see a need for myself okay um not at this point because like you know i, I read through this healthline article about nine possible proven health benefits of ashwagandha 
And first one may help reduce stress and anxiety. Second one may benefit athletic performance, may reduce symptoms of mental health conditions. It's all may, may, it might, it might. May help boost testosterone and increase fertility in men. May reduce blood sugar levels, may reduce inflammation, may improve brain function, including memory, may help improve sleep, relatively safe and widely available. Okay, like, so those are the benefits. And without getting into all the details, it's like, okay, we hear about all these things, but do I have like a major deficit in any of these areas? Probably not, which is why I'm not like going to go out and buy ashwagandha. But uh, apparently, so like trying to look through, you know, what happens and like why, trying to get into the science. Okay, okay, why does it have this effect? Why is it an adaptogen? What is the chemical effect that's happening on our brain, our body, whatever? Because apparently it's boosting our serotonin and dopamine levels, reducing cortisol, which is the stress hormone. The serotonin and dopamine are kind of kind of like the feel-good happiness hormones. Um, there was another, this is a really good article here. It's from lifespa.com. Yeah, lifespa.com, your brain on ashwagandha, right? And let's see, just to get into, I'll talk a little bit about Ayurveda here, but apparently, okay, so ashwagandha crosses the blood-brain vary, barrier. And apparently, okay, so there are these compounds. It's a mixture of bioactive compounds, which include withnolides or withnolids no with withnolides and then withanosides and withafrin a sounds like warfarin but it's not withafrin a are mostly found in the root of the plant what makes these compounds so unique for the brain and mood support is that they cross the blood brain barrier where they can influence and protect the brain chemistry directly okay and then it talks about how it may improve cognitive and psychomotor performance Blah, 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 double-blind, placebo-controlled study. Okay, but like, so I guess that's what's happening. It's that these are these compounds that cross the blood-brain barrier that then have an effect on our hormones that, boot, you know, they boost boost serotonin, boost dopamine, reduce cortisol. It's talking about GABA here, G-A-B-A. Oh, God, what the heck is GABA? GABA is the neuro, neurotransmitter. Oh, what is it? Is it the relaxation? I think it's the one that when we meditate gets activated but anyway the point is is due to these compounds it is improving our brain chemistry and the way our neurotransmitters and and kind of the brain well yeah neurotransmitters function to help us feel better and then thereby perform better okay so yeah that's what it does um I guess at this point, you know, for me, just wanted to do some more research on this a little bit, obviously. Wanted to do a podcast on it because seriously, every nobody will shut up about ashwagandha. God, I got people telling me about ashwagandha all the time. And it's like, okay, okay, hold on. What makes you all think that I need ashwagandha that bad? Um, but, I mean, yeah, based on what I know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to start taking it, at least not at this point, okay? And believe me, I have people trying to shove it down my throat, almost literally. But... I'm not going to start taking it at this point, but if it's something that you're interested in, if you're being recommended it, especially if you think you might want to try something that could help with any of these things that were mentioned and you're not pregnant with any autoimmune issues or anything like that, that I just talked about, I would say probably go and give it a shot because much like creatine, it seems to, in spite of the few things that I mentioned here that maybe, maybe they said could be a long-term risk. It seems to be like a very low risk thing with a lot of potential upside. So there you go. That was me talking about ashwagandha ashwagandha for 11 minutes. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll talk again soon. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable for daily workouts, fitness tips, nutrition advice, mindset advice. You can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore Tumelson. That's S-E-A-N underscore T-U-M-I-L-S-O-N. For more information about Keep Talking, you can follow Keep Talking on Instagram. That is K-E-E-P-T-A-L-K-I-N. 